some leg space bro like yo i need leg space no fuck your leg space bro relax yourself <laughs> with your fucking scarf <laughs> your feminist scarf <laughs> yo my i was just too late for me to take it off it's too late yeah you're not right it's too late bro. too late for me to take it you're off. you're not hot no i'm good man. yeah you good i'm you a little sick on you the gucci the i'm gucci you gucci right <laughs> This guy. You Gucci right now? <laughs> this guy. I'm glad you Gucci right now, man. I am. Don't be a hater. I want all my people to be Gucci, you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. All right. I'm should, I just, should I just intro it or you got anything to say? I have nothing to say. You have nothing to say. You damn have, right you have nothing to fucking say. You have something to say. What's your name? Who? Her name? Huh? What, 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 what's your name? There's many. Tyler needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler knows shit. If Tyler can't figure it out, it's too bad for him. He's going <laughs> to figure it out. He is gonna go. Yo, as soon as you leave. A pervert. I know he's a pervert. <laughs> as soon as you Our leave. producer is a pervert. Fuck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, allegations, allegedly. 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 He's allegedly the biggest pervert we know, apparently. That you know. I didn't say anything. Don't say what we. All the new information I just got, he's the biggest pervert I know. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's a rough what operator. You wanted to get to know our multiple levels? Uh, uh. Yeah, fuck exactly. you. That's that's what that is. That's, that's a normal thing. Yeah, well, fuck yourself too. How about a British girl? Didn't you get to know her on multiple levels? Yeah, she's from Brighton. Exactly. <laughs> Who now cheers for Chelsea? <laughs> Damn right. Because she knows better. Hey. <laughs> hey, this guy put his pimp hand down. <laughs> I was just I, I I know my worth. So because I know my worth, I let I had to let my worth be known. I see. All right. I hear you. As long as we're on the same page. Hey, do your thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me intro the episode. Yes, yes, so you yes. You guys are just being dickheads over here. Hello, everybody. Well, what? <laughs> what did oh, you say? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm trying to intro the episode, fuck. Yo, fuck off. How about that? What's your name? Shut your mouth. That's what the name is. Is there an acronym for that? Yeah, it's <laughs> STFU. That's what the acronym is. Never okay? heard of it. You asshole, you fucking dickhead. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Don't Be Mad podcast, your weekly dose of the boys kicking back, drinking drinks, shooting the shit, because that's all we fucking do. <laughs> I'm your boy, Matthew, a.k.a. Lefty Lucky. And I'm here, as always, with me man jay back at it uh jay what staples they jay, say your name bro my name is jamali thank you thank you but you can find me and in the background we got our producer who's being a fucking dickhead he's not yes he is oh you're just sensitive bro no i'm, I'm not sensitive you're bro. sensitive just say the name then <laughs> Yo, shout her out. out no shout her out absolutely not what that's what brothers do bro relax <laughs> Relax, Jamali. Hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. Relax. 
I actually had two parties by that Relax. <laughs> okay? You're playing with fire. Don't get burned. Hey. Alright? I'm a pyromaniac. Alright? I'm a pyromaniac. As long as we're on the same page. Relax. Different books. These guys have been testing me tonight. <laughs> Yo, Jason's not here, so they're testing me tonight. But by the way, Jason's not here because you see this hat on my head? You see the team logo? He said he had an emergency he had to deal with. Bullshit. He ain't here because he knew he was about to get chirped. He was about to get smoked. He was about to get chirped because his Los Angeles Chargers lost to my Denver Broncos last week. That's why he's not here. And he knew he would have to sit in the fire. But guess what? We're going to talk about it now. And when he shows up next week, we're going to talk about it then. We don't need to talk about it. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to do it. Hey, you don't see me chirping over a win. No, I, I'm a chirp because he was talking mad shit. Well, you, did you guys have a bet, actually? No, that that was over whether the Chargers would win a ring. or No, if, there was a bet for the game you guys were going to play. I remember that. If you remember it, tell me because I don't remember. There was that. a bet that you he was going to beat you. When you guys meet up this season. Shit, then he owes me some. I'm just getting my 10%. <laughs> Yo, fuck off, bro. <laughs> hey, I remembered you, reminded you of this shit. Nah. No, 10% is entirely. All I know is he he ran away from the chirp. Yeah, I think it was he like a it was Wasn't it a $500 bet? $1,000 bet for whether the Chargers would win a ring first or if Baker Mayfield would. Bro, we already know the answer to that. Yo, Tyler knows. Yo, I'm going to split it with Tyler because he's good people. So he cheers for the Browns. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you guys are close. Family. It's on record. It's on record. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, okay? Yo, I swear to God. We're not going to get through this podcast because they're going to be violence. Because these guys have been testing me all night. They, they've been pushing my buttons. Hey, it's your turn, bro. We all suffered. You need to fucking chill out. You, hey. need, to, you need to hold down. How many sisters you got? A lot. Yeah, that's right. A lot. Relax. A lot. Relax. <laughs> a lot. How much you got? Enough to know if you try something. I'm a know, lot. And it's going to be something. You gonna, feel me? I'm not trying nothing. You feel me? I'm just trying to make it home tonight. I know this is cryptic as fuck. <laughs> was because Jamali knows. Jamali knows. He's testing the waters right now. You're testing the water. <laughs> Relax. Hey, I'm well relaxed. Yo, Nori said it best. Relax. Nori said nothing. <laughs> oh fuck. You guys are too. I don't even know where to start with. The well, we could we start got. off with you know. What are you the, feeling? What are you feeling? Kim Porter. That's a good place to start. You know, let, let's get the RIPs out the way. That's a good place to start. So, RIP to Kim Porter. Most stuff. Ex-girlfriend of Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, however you want to call Sean him. Sean Combs. You know, gave him three beautiful children. Well, four. Was it four? Well, Quincy. I mean, Quincy's pretty much, you know. Passed at the age of 47. Very unfortunate. And, you know, like, if you're in the hip-hop world, if if you follow Diddy at all, like, you, you knew who Kim Porter was. Look. We're, we're not people who knew her personally, but we knew about her presence. We knew about her influence in his life and his children's life, obviously. So for that alone, we we got to give it up to her because 47 years old, man. That's that, young, that, man. That's so young, man. I like To me, it's like pneumonia. What? 
You know what I mean? Like you die crazy. from that. That's it's crazy, crazy to me. It's it's something that you would think someone at forty seven they'd be able to get through. You know, twenty eighteen. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, like you you would think everything we know medically, like you'd be able to help her with that and get her through it, and it wouldn't be an issue. But unfortunately, at forty seven years old, a sickness took her out, and it's such a fucked up thing to think about. But we just gotta give it up to her right now because. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you never want to hear somebody at that age passes, you know? No, especially, like, to me, it was just, like, hearing it. Because I personally think she was her, Stacey Dash. Eh. Stacey Dash is all right. Minus her, what she does, but she's all right. Beautiful, yes. Beautiful, yes. But. Sanaa Layton, oh, Nia Long. Oh. You Nia, feel me? Nia Long. You feel me? Like, that, the list of, like, just naturally oh. beautiful. Gabrielle Union. Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love me some Angela. Okay, calm down. <laughs> I am calm. Relax, bro. But, yeah, you know, she... <laughs> I am calm. <laughs> I find, like, she's just a, she was a beautiful person physically, at, 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 you know, at least. That's to You know. Body and soul. She's, like, an elevated version of Aaliyah. That's why I look at her. Kim? Yeah. I can see that. They very have like very but like simplistic. She was a beauty. model, Leah yeah. was R and B singer. Yeah. But like the one thing that like with her passing, you know, like I I tend to the same way I looked with Mac Miller when he passed. Right. The way people speak about you when yeah. you pass. And I know like you'll get inflated conversations and exaggerated conversations, oh, but yeah. there's there's always a theme in anything. And the one thing about her was the fact that the energy that she presented towards everyone she met was a genuine authentic loving and caring energy and as somebody who really feeds on energies that people present to them like whether it's positive or negative like i feel it and i understand it and and i move accordingly to hear that so many people who have met her over the years have always said she had a very genuine positive loving and caring energy it lets you know the type of person that she was definitely and and just for the mere fact that you have so many people in this business who could just give you the generic like we loved her and it's yeah. a shame that she's gone but they go into detail. details right it, it says a lot about the character of a person and to lose someone like that especially at such a young age it's very unfortunate yeah you know all i could do is is give my 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 positive energy, my loving, and my prayers to Diddy's family because I can only imagine what they're going through. Lose like the kids losing their mother, well, Diddy yeah. losing somebody who was, even though she, he wasn't with her, she was still very instrumental to his life right. and his children's life. So right. it's very unfortunate, especially the two young twins. You know what I mean? Like yeah, eleven it, years old. I I'm old, and the day my mother passed, if I'm alive for that. I don't know how I'll deal with it. I don't even want to think about I don't even think my about mother it. passing. That's something I don't like, think about. So. I don't even want to think about my grandparents passing. Yeah, you know what so. I'm saying? Like, it, so it's I can only imagine. It, especially it, when it's sudden and it's not expected. Yeah, and, and, and that's the biggest thing about it. You know, like, and like I said, like, I, I keep saying, like, at such a 47-year-old, like, young. Yeah. Like, you're not thinking someone at 47 is passing for something like that, especially when, yeah, it's, she had pneumonia, but at the same time, like, you're not thinking that's going to take her out. No, you know? you're not thinking. You're thinking like, okay, I'm just going to get over this. Yeah. Maybe a few weeks in bed at most. Exactly. Exactly. 
another RIP that we have, something that was really close to me, someone who really molded my childhood and made me not necessarily who I am today, but help form Influence. what I became, you know? Stanley. Yeah, most definitely. And I think everybody's childhood. <laughs> yeah, and, and for Stanley, 95 years old, lived an amazing life. So I don't look at it as like a sad thing. No. Because to be 95 and have you the, the life, full life. Yeah. the life that he had, I know so many people who would who would I wish for that like beg for that type of life that he had. And like I said, I grew up on comic books. You know, like Spider Man was the comic book character that got me into comic books. And to know that somebody like him who was a huge advocate for diversity, you know, bringing in Luke Cage, bringing in Black Panther, being one of those guys who was like, we need to have superheroes that represented the people. Of course. And he was always one of the forerunners for that. And it's something that I don't think a lot of people know about Stanley. They may know him as like the Marvel guy. They may know him as the guy who's done the cameos in the movies. Right. You know, but outside of that, like what he did back then when all animosity would have been against him, all confliction would have been against him. He was one of those people who said no, like this type of mentality of racism, this type of mentality of Division. not giving these people a voice and a story right. and someone to look up to is incorrect it's invalid and it's not the way we as creators should look he did that at a time where you know today we have so many people who are like you could call them social justice like activists right. or people who are very much like just involved with diversity and making sure that the culture of representation is a thing and inclusiveness right and inclusiveness he did it at a time where it wasn't even a thought no but he made it a thought. He made it a point to make sure people understood. And on top of that, for people who, like for myself, I'm 31 years old, right? A lot of times people around the 30 mark, they think they have to have it figured out. And they may not know where they're going to go. They may not know right. the direction they should have. And for that, it, it gives them a bit of anxiety. It gives them a bit of misunderstanding of where their life should be. Stan Lee didn't really find his place in the comic book world until he turned 40. Right. At 40 years old, he created Spider-Man. He created Fantastic Four. And these were like the flagship comics that allowed Marvel to become what, what it became. What it is now, right? But even with that, there were times where Marvel was going bankrupt. So he had to sell Marvel to different companies to keep it afloat. But he never faltered away from the vision that he had for what it could have been. And he stayed firm in it and he pushed forward. He found artists and other story writers who can really come in and, and give it a life that it needed to have in order to, to bolster and go forward. Where it's at now, right? Exactly. And, and to think that someone like him who at 40 years old created his first comic book story that really touched the people and, and went forward. And then I think he was around 43 or 44 where 
he really delved into creating diversity and making sure that his platform that he had represented the populace. When people are looking at their careers, when people are looking at their life and they think, I'm too old to do these things, right? do them. Do them. Because I don't think there's a person on earth who could look at Stanley's life, look at his journey, look at what he literally created with a pen or, or a pencil and a piece of paper and where it came to today where you're seeing it on the big screen, you're seeing it on IMAX. Right. And it's grossing multi-millions of dollars. And all this started from a simple idea that you put on pen and paper. And it's intergenerational, right? It, it creates yeah. bonds that, you know, regardless of someone's 40 to, you know, 12. Because yeah. you, you know. have for ourselves, like we're, in, we're on the 30 mark. Right. We're, I would say, not golden age, but we're s like late silver age right. of, of Marvel Comics, of when the stories that were established were already there from like the 50s and 60s right to the 90s where their 30-year runs they're going strong but then new things are coming along to know that for that amount of time they were that strong but then beyond us they're at this point where you're seeing them on the big screen and for him guaranteed he never thought his mere idea would be something that would be in movie theaters. Right. Would be something that is in Comic Cons and is embraced worldwide, internationally, right. through billions of people at this point, you know, to the point where you go to a, a show and you see literally people doing cosplay, dressing up as Spider Man, dressing up as the X Men, dressing up as the Fantastic Four, and, and really having the deep personal connection with something he created just from mere thought. So to Stanley, I wanted to do this last week. Unfortunately, we didn't record. Nope. But to do it this week, it Thanks still feels just as important. I thank you for everything you created and what you built. Because for myself, the nerdy kid who would just chill in his room, reading comic books that he borrowed from his friends or bought outright, and, and having the toys that I would just use my imagination and like play with and the tv shows the movies the video games everything like what you created changed my life in a way that allows me to be where i am today allows me to be such a confident and yeah just like a confident respectable person in the way i approach life it's Partially because of what Stan Lee created. And I, I thank him and I'm, I'm grateful for everything he did for the world. Oh, for sure. I don't know if you want to add on top of that. I, I just, mean, you said it all. I mean, he provided, you know, children with the possibility of dreaming, right? Yeah. You know, a well-rounded childhood. And I Legit. think, you know, every generation from what he created will enjoy that. So I think that in itself, he would live forever. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, in, in my heart, in my mind, he's not even gone. Like, he, he is immortalized. No, for sure. When, I mean, you create something as as profound as what he has created, I mean, live forever. It, 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 and I think he ex he knew that when, when it, you know, creating yeah. what he, all those comic characters and all of that, he knew that it's greater than him. You know well, what yeah, I mean? As, as a creative, like, you want to put something out there that, not only resonates with people during the time, right. but resonates to a point that 
beyond when beyond its perceived relevance right. can be gone back to. Right. And he did that. Oh, for sure. And like I said, he did it in his 40s. Right. You know, like, like in your 40s, you majority of us today, we think we should have it figured out by like 25, 26 years old. Oh, yeah. We rush. You know, like exactly. Like we we rush to find an understanding of who we are. We rush to to be in a place where like we own a house, find we have a pet, we have our partner, we have kids. Right. But the reality is there's no set time. No. There's absolutely no set time. And I harp on this because I for the simple fact that like I love Stan Lee and I love what he did for me, it's the simple fact of understanding that what he did for me didn't happen right away. Not only that, I also, I was having a conversation with a friend earlier this week. And when you live your life like that, you live long. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think when you rush your life and you have all these milestones you want to accomplish in this window and it's, you miss moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Important moments. And so, you know, shout out to him. At least he didn't give up on his dreams. Oh, never did. And... He pushed hard. He made the sacrifices when he had to. Oh, yeah. And he did what he had to do to make sure that the ideas and visions that he had for his creations came to life. Oh, for sure. So for that alone, I mean, if if you don't know the life and story of Stan Lee, I suggest you YouTube, Google, like, do whatever you have to do. But I promise you, when, when you know the hurdles he went through, the trials and tribulations right. he went through in order to be who we know him as today to his passing, to be 95 years old and be the legend that he is. Right. Understand, it didn't happen overnight. No. And it, 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 it's also a story of that regardless of your age, you got to still dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. You still got to feel young. You still got to feel useful in, in society. I think once you get to an age where you feel like you've contributed enough to society, think that's when you you hit that decline path in your life and you feel like you have nothing more to contribute i think that's crazy but a lot of us the way we live our lives you know we feel by 50 we should just ready to clock out like it's crazy no i don't want that to happen to me i don't mind old age all right are there any uh rips we got to do or is that it i actually don't know his name but um again i wanted to talk about it this last week was the security guard that got murdered yeah you know in uh, florida uh you know preventing a mass shooting only to give up to lose his life yeah you know i I think it's a sign of decency you know it's a sign of selflessness that humanity lacks especially our generation and you know this guy had dreams to be a cop and to know that he died at the hands of what he wanted to be it's kind of crazy and you know, I wish his family find peace in, in knowing that, you know, they raised a decent person and, yeah. you know. No, I, I heard uh, about this story. I wasn't able to, like, do a very deep research on it, unfortunately. But, yeah, when I heard about it, it's it sucks because you have somebody who was literally doing the right thing. Right. You know, trying to prevent something from happening that, unfortunately, we hear way too much about. Too often. And... For him to lose his life in the process, like I don't, I don't want to like downplay it by saying like he, he basically put his life in the place of a martyr. Right. But I look at it as what he did 
in that moment. What he did in that moment saved so many lives. Right. Unfortunately, he lost his life, but in the process, the lives that he saved, I hope his family can rest on that and knowing that he was a part of the solution and not the problem. Right. I mean, it's it, it, it's easy for us to say, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it, it's but, always easier to say. You know, but, you know, I just hope they see the good that he did. And I, I don't think his intention was to sacrifice his life for others. Oh, of I think not. it was no, just it doing the right intent. thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, intent. he died at the hands of someone who didn't do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, rest in peace to all the people we lost in the, you know, the forest fires out in Cali. Oh, fuck. That's another, you know, crazy situation. Power to them. Power to the firefighters that are doing their best to make sure that no more houses get lost. Yeah. It's life, you know. Dude, it's I mean? November. Usually yeah. around this time, there's no there's no thought of no. wildfires. Oh, this is like a like June, it, it's July, not dry season in Cali. July, August, September type yeah. weather, you know. Like what I mean? this isn't typical dry season no. in Cali, but yet they're having a wildfire that is literally taking over and spreading so fast. Three football fields you yeah. know, in an hour, they say, or some yeah. shit like that. That's and crazy. I'm, I'm hoping that we get great news that it's taken care of and there's no more houses lost no more families displaced and at this point you know like i don't have any sites or links to post up but if you know any place where you can donate to help those people i encourage you to do it because every cent will help yeah do what you can for them because i mean you wouldn't want to be in a position where you lose your home. Everything. You get completely displaced. You have nothing except the clothes that are on your back and maybe the car the car you drove off in. Right. And to think that, like, you go back to where you think you live and there's nothing there, you know? like it's, Not only that, I think it's a moment where we need to reflect that. I'm sure some of these people have money. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, the family pictures that you lost in. Yeah, it, potentially it's, it's not even a conversation of money. It, yeah. It's exactly that. It's the memorabilia. It's, yeah. it's the fact that like this is a place that you felt safe and comforted yeah. in, and unfortunately, this this place that you call home is no longer there. No. And now it's you're completely displaced. You're in a position where you're at your most vulnerable and misunderstood. Oh, for sure. So, like I said, whatever you can, if you feel so inclined give help because they they need it they need it for the rebuild they need it for just getting their life back into a place of security all right do what you can oh most definitely all right so is that all the sad shit i think so i hope so i'm hoping i'm hoping that's all the sad shit i mean there's there's a troubling story but we'll save that for later if we get to it i mean there's so much thing that happened I, I just think we could, you know. Do you want to go with uh, celebrity shit or sports shit? We might keep it on the track of celebrity. celebrity. And on that note, I'll shout out Kanye. I know he has his moments and we, we vow not I have nothing not to, to say about Kanye at the moment. No, I know, but I think what he did was dope. And I think the same way, you know, we call him oh, out uh, when he does the bullshit. Private, uh, but for him to hire private firefighters, I know it's a personal thing for him to save his home. But to also save the home of his neighbors, yeah, I, I think that's a decent, you know, a sign you know what, of like, I remember when that story came out and people were like, oh, he hired private firefighters to save his home. But they omitted the simple fact that, like, no, save his home and the homes around him. Right. You know, like, it wasn't just save my, my multi-million dollar. Right. No, it's 
help the people in this community. We're hiring yeah. you to like stay here, do what you can. If you can't get out, yeah. But overall, like help our community. Right. So I when that story first came out, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why would he just hire people just to help Save his own his house? house? Yeah. Because of what the narrative was. So obviously, I'm not dumb. <laughs> I do some Googles, and yeah. I see no like. I do some Googles. <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah. You know, and and I see like no, he he wanted basically the community that he was in. Yeah, to stay intact. He, yeah, he wanted that place to stay intact because obviously, like you don't want to see anybody displaced. And what's the point of having your house there? They, if everything around you is just burned, gone, right? You know, so to the people who were like making it seem as if Connie only gave a fuck about his own, no, you're a fucking idiot. And yep. please stop spreading fucking bullshit because every piece of information is a Google search away. Oh, for you look sure. dumb as fuck spreading that fucking lie. Right. You propagate ignorance. You yeah. Know, it's stupid. And I find like anybody who won't give him props for that, but would then, you know, clown him on some shit he says or do. I think, you know, you're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. Exactly. And, you know, shout out to him. I think, I think it takes a lot to do that. And, you know, there's still some huma- humanistic values that he still possesses, even though sometimes we believe that he's losing. Well, I never heart. doubted that he had humanistic values. I just didn't like the fact that he didn't think before he spoke, mostly. Hey. Like, I would prefer him take a beat, figure out the words you actually want to say, and then say them, so then you're not backtracking later on when you get the backlash. True. But at the end of the day, Kanye is who he is. He's a genuine human being who has genuine love and care for the people that are around him and tip my hat to him for doing that oh absolutely all right Ooh. jill scott who jill scott <laughs> jilly from philly hey oh my mm. where do we begin i'll let you handle that part. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure by now most of you at the very least, have heard about how Jill Scott gets down when she's at her concerts. It's well, not the first time, too, right? This no, like, it's not. She's been. And like that's the thing. Like for me, like I'm a Jill Scott fan. Like I Hands love down. her music. I think she is a beautiful, fucking phenomenal songstress. Like voice is just booming through the halls. But for her to be on stage and just do a a demonstration, we'll call it. We'll call it. We'll call yeah. it. <laughs> we'll call it. You don't know this woman? Get Jill on your computer Scott? right now and just. I think all you have to type is Jill Scott air blows her mic. I think that's all you have to type. But Jill Scott, baby. Jilly from Philly. <laughs> when I tell you, I felt that. Nah, she's dope. Woo! She's a real woman. Like I, I, I dig what she does. And I mean, like, you know, it's not the first time you you saw the post where she posts. Uh, I guess topless. Oh, she been she been doing the damn right. Thing. And I think it's dope because I think, you know, we're in like this era where like the power of woman, you yeah. know, is at the forefront of everything. Oh yeah. I feel like it's dope that she's, you know, 
She's obviously a plus size. Uh, you know, on the plus size. Oh, she a big fine. Man, man I don't give a shit. She, she a big, good. She a big fine. <laughs> hey, she fluffy. I, I love me a fluffy. Hey, it's cold these days, man. Yeah, it's winter in Montreal, baby. You feel me? We need some fluffy. Need me a fluffy. Let's go. <laughs> but I, Let's I, go. I think it's dope that, you know, in this era where women are shamed for their body size, that she's confident and enough. And, yo, if you're still to this day shaming women for the way they fucking look. Anybody. Women, men. Grow the fuck children, up, man. Like, grow you know the what I mean? fuck up. It is. But, you know, I think I think it's dope what she's doing. I, I really, I love that. And, and that's the thing, because, like I said, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of Jill Scott. Like, I've I've never seen her live, but right. I've seen videos of her shows before. Right. She is a very animated right. artist when she's on stage. She represents herself through her music and vice versa. So for her to demonstrate giving a blowjob using the microphone... In the most like creative, artistic way, I wasn't possible. surprised, but I was, I was impressed. I was beyond with impressed. the technique. Oof. It was all the technique is very important because she starts off all mouth. Let me say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> she starts off with all mouth. And she just letting you know how that network, not right. the network, but how that neck work. Okay. What that mouth do though? Then she starts with one hand, then goes to two hands, and then she shows you how that pepper grind. And when she made that pepper grind, <laughs> that pepper grind was some authority. Okay. <laughs> I think you enjoyed it away. Way too much. Boy, let me tell you. Okay? Oh, my God. But the highlight for me, the highlight, let me let me tell you something about that. Ladies, 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 gentlemen, if your lady ain't listening, please put this on your portable speaker. Put it on your, your sound bar. Just hook up your Bluetooth in your car, whatever you got to do. Ladies, let me tell you what Jilly from Philly did. After she did... The pepper grinder technique with two hands. She took one hand. She licked the fingers. Very look, let me say that again. She licked her fingers. And then she caressed the balls. Now look at here. (laughs) Ooh child. Let me tell you something, ladies. You're a bugger. Your man told you to play with the balls, and I'm sure you did, but you didn't do it correctly. You want to know why? Because your hands were dry. You want to know why? Your hands were dry. This is getting out of hand. The balls need lubrication, too. No pun intended. The balls need lubrication, too. You wow. ju- the, the head and the shaft deserve the spit but you gotta put a little something down there let me tell you take him to church <laughs> should i take him to church oh i spilled a little something i got i got a little excited i spilled a little something on myself you gotta put a little something on the balls let me tell you <laughs> Woo! rick flair in this bitch oh my you God. can't just grab the balls 
you. With the cold hands? You ever had that? With cold hands? That shit does With not cold hands? work. Let me tell you something. Let me tell If you Word ever want to hear your man shriek. Let me tell you. <laughs> Can I get an organ in the background? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Look, ladies. If you were ever wondering how to suck the dick properly. Jilly from Philly taught you. Jilly from Philly. Jilly from Philly put on a clinic. Jilly from Philly. That video, even though it wasn't pornographic, should have been on Pornhub. Let me tell you. It probably is, actually. It should be. <laughs> you should check. It belongs. Put it in lessons. That's the tag. Sex ed, bro. Because when she licked the fingers and went down to the balls, if you smell... What the rock is cooking, my lord? I had to throw my phone because I thought I was doing an injustice to myself. I thought I was teasing myself. I thought this was illegal. I thought there's no way in hell she does this. Someone told her that that <laughs> night and she was giving it to us like it was gospel because I felt the Lord that day. Let me tell you. This guy, you're out of hand. Woo! Jelly from Philly. <laughs> when I tell you the spirit, woo, you, you felt that, didn't you? You would have. I felt it. Wow. I had to get up. I'm man. I felt it, boy. You're crazy, boy. Look at how I am right now. You thought I was bad. Now I was worse back then when I watched it two weeks ago. Let me tell you. You're crazy. Jilly from Philly. God bless her soul. Hey. To her man. Let me give you a high five when you see you. You deserve it. To the <laughs> couples that were there that night. I know you went home and you made some babies. If you didn't, you fucked up. You gotta do it right now. You gotta pull that video up. Because... My lord. It was pretty impressive. My lord. To say the least. Ascension. Sanctified. Put some holy water. Just just douse it on the crowd. They deserve it. They need it because this is this is ungodly. It was so beautiful. <laughs> Woo! I don't know the fuck. Can I get a Ric Flair? What's in your glass, bro? Woo! This guy. Oh, Jilly from Philly. Right there. You want to take over? Cause, whew. you need help. It's hot in here. <laughs> you need help, bro. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> when I it tell you, it was just a video, bro. Was it though? It was a tutorial. Was it though? It was an experience. It was a life-changing experience. It was definitely. Definitely. I spilled some drink for it, and you know what? It definitely was gospel. I think <laughs> any woman with dignity should watch that video and learn. Relax yourself right now, brother. It's a how-to. Brother how to. Jamali, relax yourself. It's a how-to. Brother Jamali, video. be careful what you say right step now. Step by step. I mean, she ain't skipping no steps. Oh, she ain't miss Ooh. a beat? Absolutely not. No, it was just impressive. She ain't miss a beat at all. She woke. Oh, a queen, a queen, a Nubian queen. <laughs> Ooh. You're a producer in the background. Ooh, wait, hold on. 
Yo, Tyler, you okay, man? Jesus! Jesus! This guy's feeling the spirit. (laughs) Jesus! Jesus! Wow, I think this is the most ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy. I don't know if it's the hour of the night or the fact that it's cold outside. Yo, when it's cold outside, Jilly from Philly gonna hold you down. (laughs) Jilly from Philly. Let me tell you. Jilly from Philly got you, baby. Let me tell you. Hey, shout out to Joe Scott. I felt that in my soul. All right. Let's go to more good news. Last week, we gave it up to Missy Elliott. Well, two weeks ago. That's right. Two weeks ago, we gave it up to Missy Elliott for being nominated. And we do got to make a correction. We said she was in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. She's nominated. Nominated, right. To be in the Hall the songwriters hall of fame so correction made either way it was still a praise it's still a tip of the hat oh for sure to her give her her flowers well deserved yep she will get in let's be real you should no she will okay but now we gotta give it up to another hip-hop artist who is in my opinion one of the Greatest, most recognizable figures in hip hop today, Snoop, motherfucking doggy dog, getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> Let's clap it up for a brother. Peter Walt, one of the most memorable speech ever. I like to thank myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? Where is he going with this?" And he went all the way. I was like, "Whoa." Look, I love Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. Dude, Jamal, I could tell you. Jason could tell you because I've been pissing him off with it for his whole life. Yeah. When it came to West Coast music, I always started with Snoop Dogg and I finished with Snoop Dogg. Right. Dude. I'm, it's good. I mean, for someone who's very involved in his community. Yes. Give back. You know, obviously started out from a very, I guess, from a social perspective as a negative place. I worry that now with his, you know, turned his life around. His football association for youth. Yeah, I think that's dope. And I mean, he represents something that to say that you know, not because you start out bad, you got to finish bad. You exactly. know what I mean? There's always space and place for growth. So, and that that's one thing like I've always loved and respected about Snoop. It's he he's one of those guys who we hear about all the time. You know, like you grow up in impoverished situations, you grow up in a gangster lifestyle, right. but you find an outlet in music. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you take that outlet above and beyond any expectations that you ever had for yourself or anybody ever had for right. you. And as somebody who grew up loving Snoop's music, following his career, looking at him as like an inspiration to see that he's getting those accolades that we've been giving him for years. Oh, for sure. Like, it's not like, He's one of those guys who's not getting the flowers while he's allowed to sm- alive to smell them. He's been getting that respect and accolades from the OGs that did it with him all the way down to the new guys coming up who look at him as inspiration for the music that they oh, make sure. and the lifestyle that they live. And I just, I look at Snoop as one of those guys like, I just, I love what he did for my life and what he brought into my life, similar to like a Stanley, you know, like. He was a pivotal part of my growth. and I know that for a fact. <laughs> relax That's yourself. all I'm going to say. Relax yourself. <laughs> Dude, look. My favorite alcohol is gin, man. 
Uh-huh. Maybe it's coincidence, maybe it's not, but a gin and juice goes a long way, my friend. You I'm sure the thing goes a long way, but I'm not going to be part Relax of it. yourself, bro. <laughs> We're giving it up to Snoop Dogg right Most now. Most definitely. And, and I, I can say this from every fiber of my being, man. Like I, I love Snoop. I love his music. I love what he's done for the culture Oh yeah, as a whole. His community. To me, that's the greatest. I think when well deserved, you man. have a person with that level of celebrity- Sometimes they lose themselves and yeah. then they become something completely different. And I feel like throughout the years, the decades that he's been around, he's always been himself. And, you know, he, he stayed true to himself and he also was instrumental in the change in the life of others. Yeah. You know? And, like, the one thing that I feel like people don't notice about him was how adaptable he was. Right. And how, like, he, he's essentially like a hip-hop chameleon. Right. You know, like he's one of those guys that no matter what is happening with the times in music, he always finds a way to bring something to you that you listen to and you're just like, yo, I needed this. And and stay relevant, you know? Yeah. What I mean? And to the time. Like he's he just looked like a cool dude. Like to no, me, like sure, I think like sure. if I met him today, I'll have fun just chilling. Oh, yeah. Him. I mean like, dude, from from him just his G'd up days to him that going beautiful to Jamaica. record with, with Pharrell. You can't skip that part. Oh, but beautiful for this. To dude, this he day, brought the one funk, the gr- bro. Yeah, dude, rhythm and gangster. Yeah. He did an R and B album, but then like he did the reggae album when he went to Jamaica. Right. Uh, reincarnated. Right. Like there, there hasn't been anything that he hasn't touched and excelled at. And I think that's While something that needs to be yeah to himself. remaining himself, remaining authentic to what he brings, like his his brand, using the air quotes, right. but like who he is and what he represents but bringing it to whatever he touches and doing it to like the highest level level and potential that he could possibly do it and that's one thing that i feel gives him his legacy his iconicism and for that hats off to you snoop Dogg, for getting your star should have got it earlier but we love you all the same man and we got to congratulate you for that yep all right. I think that's all the happy news we have. So let's get sure? in. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I, unless there's some other shit, maybe some sports shit I'm not thinking of. I mean, like, we're not going to touch sports until later on if we have time for it. Because, I mean, I don't know how long you want to make this episode run, but I mean, I don't. I, don't I mean, I'm not going to celebrate my Giants' first win in a long time, but. <laughs> I mean, I wish Jason was here. To, to tell me what happened to his Chargers. You're you only Jason to tell you that they're losers. No, no, they moved to Los Jason Angeles like, for a reason. What's the record? What's the record? They like, moved to yeah, Los, but you lost to us. They <laughs> moved to Los Angeles for a reason. Lost. Their future is in the first part of that city's name. That's all they've been doing since their existence. Oh, Jamali with the fucking haymakers, bro. Yo, Jason, where are you? He's on an emergency. He went to Jason, go. wake up. He went, to go, he went to go help Philip Rivers find his pride somewhere. Oh, my God. Yo, he need it. Oh, Philip Rivers needs oh, some GPS need guidance. Philip Rivers needs it. Tyler, tell him. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than you. Woo. I ain't going to front. Woo. I mean. Jamali got hot sauce in his back pocket today. My God. <laughs> I'm Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I walk around with that shit in the bag. Oh, no, but I'm just saying, like, he was talking so much shit. I remember this bet going down in week one. 
Because remember, we you were trying to have a bet with me for week three. Was it week three? Well, we didn't. No, that was uh, two years ago. Two years ago. Because we don't play you this year. I'm old. I'm really old. Yeah, you really are. I'm really fucking old. You're thinking of a long time ago. A long ago, time ago bro. we had this conversation. <laughs> or was it preseason? We didn't play in preseason? No, we didn't. I don't think so. No, we didn't. But there was a bet I had to somebody. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Jason, I remember we're in your basement. And Jason confirmed that when you guys meet this season, that Philip Rivers is going to have a performance of a lifetime. <laughs> he did. He just played like how he normally plays. Let's talk about it. You know, He did have a performance of a lifetime. A dud. Uh, but he's used to that. A fucking scrub. A he's good a old, scrub. You know what Philip Rivers is always good for? against Losing. The a good old fourth quarter. Fourth quarter breakdown. He breaks down against everybody. Like a, no, but like against the Broncos especially, because I I feel it in my soul. Like we could be down seven points, and I'm just like, we're gonna win this game. You be down forty. It, it points. doesn't matter who the co- dude. We did it with Tebow. Oh wow. We did it. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Wow. We just anytime it's a close game, and we're playing the Chargers, and we're going into the fourth. I know it's coming. It's either gonna be. A late pick six Oof. or a late interception or a late fumble, but somehow, some way, Phillip Rivers gives it up. Gives it up. And what happened this week? He lines up. I think it was a third and two. <clears throat> After a timeout. Your line. All they gotta do is get the first down. Right. He's lined up in shotgun. Why? You tell me. What? You tell me. Wow. You tell me. I don't know. And he talks about Eli Manning? You tell me. He talks about Eli Manning? Lined up in shotgun. Takes it. Wow. Doesn't like what he sees. Spikes the ball. Let me say that again. Third and two. I mean, my quarterback. There's like maybe a minute 20 seconds, minute 30 seconds left in the game. All he needs is a first down to win the game. Two yards? All he needs is a first down. Spikes the ball. You know what that does? Stops the clock. Of course, sure. Fourth down. Got a kick. Got a kick. Because you're deep in your zone. You can't risk not getting that fourth down conversion and giving us a short field. But guess what? We didn't need a short field. Jason, you hear that? Tell it to your girl, because I know she's beside you. We didn't need a short field. We got that baby on the 13. Case Keenum. Case fucking Keenum. A guy who's actually cost us a couple games this season. Uh, He redeemed himself. He came out there like he had the biggest dick on the field. And he said, you know what, boys? I got this. I'm going to put the team on my motherfucking back. First pass to Hireman. Boom. First down. Got him. Then we hand it off to Lindsey. Run it to the sideline. Boom. Got him. He gets out of bounds. Second pass goes to Sutton. But they call offensive pass interference. What? Push us back five yards. All right. We take it. We take it. But guess what happened next? Emmanuel motherfucker Sanders happened next. Let me tell you about that boy right there, motherfucker. 
the most veteran wide receiver on our motherfucking team. Caught that ball, brought it to the sideline, stopped the clock. We need one more play to get us in field goal position. Jason, are you listening? Jason. Jason. Eli don't even make these mistakes. Jason, what happened? Yo, he's worse than Eli. Jason, what happened? And he's a first ballot Hall of Fame in Jason's eyes. Jason, how you let us get on the next play into field goal position, my guy? Jason, where are you at? What, you thought I wasn't going to chirp you about this? I'm so confused. You thought if he didn't show up, we weren't going to talk about this? I'm so confused. Why did he spike? He spiked the ball because he didn't like what he saw, but he knew the defense was coming. He knew Bradley Chubb and Von Miller were my, out for that's blood, my baby. guy right there. He knew they were out for blood. Hey, I'm not a Broncos fan. But, but guess what we got in the field goal position? It was about what? Four seconds left? So you know what we got to do. We got to bring out McManus, baby. We got to bring out McManus. We got to kick this field goal and win the game. Wow. So we line up. We're ready to go. Right as we snap the ball, they ice us. All right. Light work. Light work. He made it, though. Line up again. Same thing. Out of here, baby. Yo, Jason, tell tell the people the score. I ain't even going to say it. You know what it is. Bro, he spiked the ball. You know what the score third, is, Jason. A third and two, you say? Jason, you know what the score is. I don't got to tell the people. You can tell the people. You third can message the two. people. They're going to ask you, JJMBA. That's his Twitter handle. That's his Instagram handle. At JJ. The letters JJ NBA, all letters. Ask him what the score was. Ask him about the field goal. Ask him about the last possession Philip Rivers had because he knows. That's why he ain't here. You know That's what? That's why he ain't here. You know what we should get him if it was possible? That tool in Men in Black where you could wipe your memory. Oh, he need it. He needs it. He need it. He needs to wipe out. He need it. The Chargers, period, out of his Look, memory. the Chargers are a great team this season. But in typical Charger fashion, they they're a, a great team. That they're, they're essentially, if we're going to put it in, like, English Premier League, what team they relate to, they're Tottenham. Not a Chelsea? I think No, they're not Chelsea. No, they're Tottenham. Mm. They're always competitive, but they never actually win the hardware. Mm-hmm. You know, they always have a team that you're like, this team could do great things. But then when it comes to the games that matter. Performing. When it when it's time to show up, they fall short. The Los Angeles Chargers are the Tottenham Hotspurs <laughs> of the NFL. Wow. That's what they are. Wow. And I know he knows it. No hardware, but they're always there. Bro, the, the last time they were in the playoff was like nine years ago, so I don't know how they're always there, but the whatever. Garbage. Trash. Garbage. Trash. And he has a nerve to talk about Eli. I'm glad they're garbage. Don't, at least Eli would have thrown a pick six, okay? <laughs> Fuck off. Eli would have took a chance. At least complete the pass. He would have. <laughs> hey, it might have been least, the wrong player. Even if it goes to the wrong team, at least complete he a pass. He would have tried. <laughs> but you would have never spiked that ball. Jason, you know I love you. You're my brother. 
But you gotta answer for this shit. I'm sorry, baby. You gotta answer for this shit because you were you were talking mad spicy, bro. He was, spe- yo, he was speaking spicy from the beginning of the season. He was spicy and extra crispy with two biscuits, bro. Extra water, bro. He needs as much. That's all I'm saying, bro. I'm That's happy. That's all I'm lost. saying. Hey, I'm here. And it's funny they lost the week we won. Look at that. Ain't that a bitch? Imagine that. Ain't that Imagine a bitch. that, Jason, my guy. You got. Thank God we got rid of Philip Jason, Rivers. Jason, you gotta show up. You gotta answer for your team. I don't get it. Tyler don't get it. Tyler shaking. It. Look, Tyler's a Cleveland Browns fan. Yep. But he's always here. Yep. And win or lose, win or lose, he bigs them up. Yep. Jason, I don't know. He always has an emergency. I don't know. Yeah, I know what the emergency was. Not catching this heat. He was looking for his pride. With Not catching this heat. He didn't want to hear from a Broncos fan. No smoke over the here. The wounds are still fresh. <laughs> oh, they're going to be fresh. I mean, but at this point, like seriously, put all joke aside. He's been losing for the last decade. He should be used to it. He should be. Uh, I don't think. Does Cleveland play the Next this? season. Maybe next I think season. it's next season. I don't think you guys play him this season. No. I'm not sure. But don't worry. I mean, we could check the schedule and find out, but I would love for the Browns to take out the Chargers. Ooh. Imagine. Right now? Imagine, right imagine now. it's next week's game. Yo, you know what? Let's do, let's do a little research and find out Ooh. because who knows? Oh, man. Dude, if the Chargers play the Browns and lose to the Browns, oh, my God, he better not come back to this podcast. Excuse Tyler, let's not get carried away. <laughs> Tyler, okay, okay, relax. <laughs> let's not, they don't have a little future. They have a great future. They have a great, great future. 2035. <laughs> you really going to put that out there? He needs, he needs four years. Oh, you guys played them, but you lost, though. Sorry, bud. You guys lost. But that was preseason? Yeah. You guys played week six. Oh, wow. That's unfortunate. Whoops. Some background noise. <laughs> Videos just play for no fucking reason, apparently. Oh, man. It's all love, though. Jason, we miss you. Hope whatever emergency you have, you deal with it. And you're here next week. We love you, bro. You're going to get these chirps. You're going to get this heat. But we love you. I mean, you should be used to it by now. He should be. <laughs> Especially for me. <laughs> He's literally the only person in her circle that does not have a ring. His team never won a ring. He just holds on to the Lakers. That's all we got. Bro. The Lakers history. Bro. LeBron's part of it now. How how you like those apples? He better love them. Bro, LeBron, what, top five scoring NBA player as a Laker? Bruh. Beautiful thing, right? Hey. And you know the funny part is he's going to talk shit about that. Yo, the Lakers have the No, top. no, he can't because on the podcast, he talks shit against LeBron but, as a Laker. Yeah, but he's going to say it somewhere, as down, a Laker. somewhere down the line when he thinks he's going to slip it in and no one's going to remember. He's going to say it. I oh, know we don't forget. Oh, I neither do I. We don't forget and the fans don't forget. I'm a fucking elephant in more And than that's why we love our fans because you guys don't forget everything. shit. You let us know. 
So we want you to keep letting us know. You're going to be like, yeah, my Lakers are up there. They have, what, the top three of the top five scoring leaders in the NBA? Who, Lakers? Lakers. Uh, LeBron James. Shit. Will Chamberlain. A couple other people. But you're going to talk shit. I know he is. He's going to do it. Let him do what he wants to do, man. It's all good. All right. Next up. Yep. Should we go the cover this uh, Pusha T shit? <sighs> or what? What? what did We're going to really address that. What did you have in mind? Okay. I was just going to no, jump to no. the end of it. What did you have in mind? Get straight to the Takashi shit, but I forgot Let's that start Pusha with push happened. And then go yeah, we should. Because I feel like Takashi is a long conversation. All right. So Pusha T was in Toronto this week performing his tracks like he always do on stage killing the game you know how he do and then out of nowhere people started throwing drinks on stage bro that was in drinks bro dude it looked like a fucking tsunami it looked like niagara falls was falling on that stage so in typical fashion as an artist is on stage he dodged the shit got out the way stayed clean as a motherfucker and then people started jumping the gate well, I don't know if they jumped or they were pushed in over the Oh, no, the no, gate. no, no, no. They jumped the gate. Wow. I, I, I showed you the video. I saw the video, but from my perspective, I think the crowd pushed them over the gate. But let's not do revisionist history here. They jumped over the gate. I, I didn't see them jump. And security I didn't see their bodies flying ass. over. They jumped and security... Look, I don't know how many shows you've been to, but I've been to a few shows. Those gates, they're not small. No, I know they're not small, of course. So for you to jump that shit... You got to have some type of athleticism about you. Hey, Pusha didn't want that smoke, though. But to the first person who jumped over the gate. I bet he's not coming back to Toronto. Who caught that boot to the face. He ain't coming back to Toronto. Let this be a lesson to you. Never be the first. He's not coming back to Toronto. For those of you at home that don't know, like I said, Pusha T was performing in Toronto, doing his show because he's on tour across Canada right now. And during the show, there were a bunch of drinks and apparently paint that was thrown at him while he was on stage. He managed to dodge the whole shit like he was in the motherfucking Matrix and get away. Bro, let's not give him that much credit. Calm down. I showed you the fucking video. <laughs> he didn't dodge it like no Matrix. He just went to the other side of the stage. He dodged that shit like he the motherfucking He wasn't dodging shit. He just got out Do of the way. Do you want to tell the story? No, but you're not going to. I'll let you tell the story. Do you want to tell the story? Yes or no? You got to say it how no, it you is. You got to make an adult decision right now. Do you want to tell the story? I yes just or no? told you if you would listen. Yes or no. Hey, God give you two ears and one mouth for a motherfucking reason. You can't Use listen it. and talk at the same time, clearly. And you should practice Do what you, you preach. Want to tell the story, yes or no? And I will repeat myself. You are giving. It's you funny how Jamali can't answer a yes or no question with a yes Could or no. Could you just shut the fuck up? Let the records show. Let the record show you don't practice what you preach. Yes or no? Shut the fuck up and let me speak. Can't do it. I'm not going to answer your question by yes or no. Who are you to give me an ultimatum? Yes or no? So you're going to tell the story, <laughs> but you're going to tell it the way can't it's supposed it. to be told. Now go ahead. Tell the story, please. Go for no, it. No, go ahead. Oh, you want me to speak now? Yes, but do it properly. What? If you know the proper way to tell the story, my friend. Go ahead. My friend. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, my friend. Uh, bro, it's <laughs> Not the time. Not the go point. ahead, my friend. Go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. Are you sure? I'll just make the correction if needed. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> uh. 
as I was saying, he dodged the pin in the water like he was in the motherfucking he stepped out of the matrix. Way. Shut your mouth. If you're not going to tell the story, you shut your mouth. Bro, don't amplify it by saying, like, the Matrix. <laughs> he, he didn't even moonwalk out of Can you let me talk, please? He just stepped to the side. It wasn't even a moonwalk. You can't speak and listen at the same time, my guy. But you can't lie about he it. He does that shit like the motherfucking Matrix stepped to the side. Side <laughs> stage left. <laughs> and then a bunch of people decided to jump the gate. But what they didn't know... There were some burly motherfucking brolic motherfuckers ready to just stomp a bitch out when they did that shit. First person over the fence oh, caught he, that boot, baby. Oh, he caught the smoke. Woohoo! Yo, if you ever wanted to see what happens if the first person who gets over, watch that video. Go on Twitter, type in Pusha T, Toronto concert, whatever you gotta do, and see that first person who jumped over and understand why you never be the first. The first person is always the friend that you know is a bit rowdy and is always loud, but is an idiot. <laughs> you know, like, he's the one you can always encourage to do dumb shit. So, when you're like, yeah, yeah we're going to rush the stage, we're going to do it. You're saying it to him. Everybody else in the crew knows you're saying it to him. You're saying it to everybody. <laughs> you're fucked But up. specifically, you're like, them motherfucker going to jump. <laughs> hey. So you, you, you were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. Fuck Pusha T. We're going to do it. And then he like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. So you start throwing the drinks. Let him know that you're serious about this shit. You throw the pink too. And then when he's like, let's do this shit. Yeah, right behind you. If anybody ever tells you right behind you, let me tell you something. He ain't right behind you. No. They are never right behind you. You're thrown as bait for the shark. Behind you means we're going to take five steps back, see what happens to you. And then hope another idiot goes and follows. Before them, yeah. And if they do, then we can all go. <laughs> Which is exactly what happened. Because that first motherfucker jumped over, didn't catch his footing, no. landed on the floor, and that was his ass. That's where he ended, bro. That, that's literally where he caught a boot. And I, listen, I, I'm putting emphasis on the word because he, yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a boot. He didn't, he didn't get a kick. Yo, that guy was at least six seven four hundred tons bro when i say my guy caught a boot that shit came down so swift so quick so fresh and so clean you would have thought outcast did it the goddamn self on the mtv stage my friend okay <laughs> did you see the one that got thrown on stage though oh he jumped on stage no he, he got thrown on stage he got thrown? Thrown on stage. I thought he did a nice little lift and caught up there and then caught the Duffy style bop to the face, my guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I get it. Toronto, some of y'all. Look, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to say you guys got paid to do it. I, maybe you did. Maybe you did it. I'm assuming you did it. I'm assuming it's a group of guys that are like looking for some OVO clout. But, I mean, to be quite frank, even throughout the beef, I mean, Pusher went hard at Drake, but he didn't go hard at the city, so there's no reason for the city to be against him. But let's be let's be real here. No, I get, like, yes, When Drake, it comes to Drake fans. I get that. But there's a difference where he could have gone in and clowned people from Toronto. Of course. It was very personal. It was towards Drake. So if you're in Toronto, you don't feel like Pusher dissed your city. Pusher dissed the biggest artists in your city and i'll tell you what the problem with that is 
the biggest artist in the city. There's a lot of people in the city that are trying to make a name for themselves and be represented by that artist. Hey, Drake is in Calabasas in his fucking house. But because Why of are you that, jumping fences? Look, I'm not saying these guys were paid by Drake. No, I'm not saying this. that either. That's what I'm saying. Maybe either. they were, maybe they weren't. But there's always somebody or a group of people in this case who are like, we want to be the ones to be like, yeah, we did that for Drake. And unfortunately, caught the death ass. Hey, at least they did fight. They put up a fight. <laughs> they, they air quotes again, put up a fight. Because that video just showed a bunch of people jumping over the fence and a bunch of goonie security guards being like, oh, bitch, we've been waiting for this. We wanted this smoke. We're here for the smoke. We're motherfucking chimneys for the smoke. But where's Pusha with all his gangster talk? You'd think you would have thrown a few punches. Dude, I'm the artist. Why the fuck would I get involved? But what happened? Once everything got cleared up, once the people ran out the stadium, Push comes back on stage, plays Infrared. Okay. Plays the diss track that started everything. That's cool. We can skip to the next story. What's this dismissive? dismissiveness from you it is what it is i'll support ignorant you know that already you, you'll support it i don't support it all i'm saying is man this is another cardi and push looking good right now push looking good right now i really hope drake didn't pay these people though but it's the same thing as if drake was to perform in virginia you don't think pusha was smart enough to beef up security dude it's pusha t no, no, but I'm just He saying. has security regardless. Yes, but I'm sure he had and extra security. You have personal security and then you have venue security. Right. Which venue security is. But those are venue insane. securities. There was venue plus his people. His people was the one who. Because when he came back on stage, all the people that were on stage were his people. Right. But you always have your security, your personal security, and you have venue. Because the venues have to provide, legally, have to, have yeah, to provide security. To. And they I always mean, provide I, I would like to see. They can unfortunately, I feel like where they those two guys are at is at a point of no return. But I think, you know, just like there's fans of Drake in Virginia, there's fans of Pusher in Toronto. And I think it's stupid. Regardless of whatever the circumstances, it's art. No one got hurt. No one was physically hurt in their. Oh no, little- there was a dude who got beefed up on stage no no i'm talking about in their rap battles yeah it it doesn't need to come to blows and you know what i mean like obviously these security guards are doing their job the last thing you want to hear is you know them doing their job and then end up you know hurting somebody severely so for that let's give a message to the toronto man's them yo i don't care what you think about drake i don't care what you think about pusha t Get out your fucking feels, okay? You look fucking crazy. First off, you threw a bunch of shit on stage and then touch Pusha T, you look crazy. People are looking at Toronto goons right now like, yo, these mans is soft. And they already feel a type of way about Canadian mans as it is. I would like for you to make sure demonstrate. Look, let me tell you something. out clearly that let me tell you your something. thoughts and opinions. There's, look, there's already people that look crazy at Canadian man's them being like, yo, everybody says sorry. They're always polite. They don't got guns. They don't do this, that, and the third. Not that I'm inciting violence or, or violent behavior, 
But yo, this shit hit the masses, and you look crazy. Hey. Okay, you look cra- you look like whatever you were paid. You shouldn't have got paid shit because your madness. Hey, they made it on stage. That's it. You know, you know, it's kind of funny because during the beef with Drake and Meek, why didn't he have people out there to look to come after Meek? But that's what, look, I'm not saying Drake paid anyone. I don't think Drake is I don't think this. he did. Personally, I don't think he did. I think this is just a rebel group of people who are just, they, they were about that action in that moment. That's what I think. That's what I think. But what I'm saying is, to these minds that did the ting, if you're going to do it, at least do it right. At least have some coordination. At least have a game plan. I don't think they're expecting what they saw. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least be thorough. You know what I think that guy, now I think about it, you know what I think that guy who jumped the fence was trying to do? Was to use the fence to then push himself, propel himself forward onto the stage, but he slipped. To catch a knuckle in his face? From who? <laughs> Security, obviously. Not Pusher, because Pusher was in the Look, back. Look, if he's trying to propel himself on stage, big fail. But I think that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> and then it just like, obviously... You're falling already. I'm not going to catch you. Trash. We're going to let you fall, and then we're going to give you the boot. Big trash. Fuck this story anyways. Uh, <laughs> All right, you want to go into the big one? Well, I'm trying to think of if there's something smaller. Well, you I mean. What? Let's take a quick break because. No, but there's I, also I that. piss. Unless you want to hold it down by yourself. We'll take a break. Quick piss break. We'll be back in two minutes, but it'll feel like one second to you. And we're going to get the next story popping. All right. Last story, and then we're going to head out of here. Oh, hell yeah. It's the big one. It's it's a person we've talked about before. Multiple times. But it feels like it's coming to a head. Sadly enough, but yeah. Takashi 6 9 is fucked out here, bro. It's not looking too good for your boy. I think it's looking great for him. No. It is. I, I don't think it's looking great at all. Bro, it's not as bad as they're perceiving it to be. And how would that be? They hit him with a Rico charge. They did. Not going to stick. I don't. Look, whether the Rico sticks on him or not, the violation of probation will. And that's fine. So he's looking at the very minimum four years. Who? No, based on the things they had on, I think they were saying four. Well, I mean, when you're on probation and you get, you know, you come in contact, it's whatever your sentence was. And when he beat that rape charge that put him on probation was two years, no? I mean, we would have to double check it. My phone's here, but I'm not going to. But regardless of the fact. Let's say... Minimum two. Yeah. Possible four. Right. And then another possible life. Which is the heavy one. But did you want to explain really, it? Did, but you can explain it. But did he really do something that deserved life? All right. So for those of you that don't know, and we've been chronicling Takashi 6ix9ine's career through this podcast, talking about the fuck shit he's been doing, the positive shit he's been doing. We've basically majority going, of fuck shit. Majority fuck shit. 
going back and forth. Basically, what's going on right now is he got hit with a recall charge based on the Treyway gang that he's been affiliated with. And it's looking like the original shit that was coming up was a robbery charge that was put against him. Right. And they're hitting him for that, plus whatever criminal activity Treyway was doing. And the way they're essentially sticking it towards him was the money he was making through rap. Facilitated. If he was, yeah, exactly. If he was facilitating that money to the gang members who were then using that money to do criminal activity, then they can use Rico against him to essentially lock him away for good. And it's it's not looking good for him. I think it is. No, I, I don't think it's looking good for the simple fact that it's like, regardless of them picking him up because apparently Treyway gang members put a hit on him, so they arrested him in order to protect civilians in the, yeah. in the vicinity because he was going to a casino that they were going to be at and apparently do this to, to kill him at. So they picked him up, and the way that looked originally before other evidence or other videos came through was that they were picking him up to protect him because originally they had offered him police protection. Right. He refused it. Ever since the kidnap incident. Yeah, ever since the kidnapping incident, they re- he refused it. And then on top of that, they had wiretapped various members of Treyway and through the wiretaps they discovered that the members of his own gang had put a hit against him that they were going to kill him so when they figured out the time place that they were going to do which was after the breakfast club interview when he was going to a casino they were going to basically attack him when he was getting to the casino and because they wanted to protect civilians on top of protecting him and making sure this shit will never happen, they arrested him, yeah. brought him to MDC, which is a correctional facility in New York, and basically keep him there for the time being to make sure that he didn't get hit and nobody else in the vicinity got hit as well, which, understandable. But during that time that he went in, there was a video that surfaced where he was talking on the phone with somebody who either was Chief Keef or affiliated with Chief Keef and saying that he had 30000 on Chief Keef's cousin's head, saying that he would basically have that guy killed, telling that to his gang members after the phone call was done. And you were telling me that there was a picture of him holding a gun, which right. would have been a clear violation of probation, probation yeah. which is also why I say four years because – if I'm not mistaken, in New York State, oh gun laws, gun gun violation laws. If you have a gun that's unregistered, minimum minimum five four years. years, five five. Oh, there you go, five years. So more than what I thought, five years, minimum five. Which is why I thought two years was less than what he would have got hit with if that is a confirmed weapon that he has on him. Right. Which, but then again, it's a still image. It's a still image. I don't know if it was taken from a video, but it. But the what thing I of saw his, was a still image. Like, obviously, with his probation being like the biggest thing that's hanging over his head. With that, they can turn that picture of him holding a gun 
and say he's violating his probation on top of that he's holding a legal firearm which could give him the five years the only problem is is with you know like the image that i saw was stilled now whether that came from a video that can prove whether the weapon was an actual actual gun not a prop or it wasn't taken from like a video shoot Either way, I think he violates his probation regardless. Yeah. but it's That's a, what I think as well. It's just a matter of them being able to prove that this was actually... Well, he was brandishing a weapon, to be to quite frank. Like, it is what it is. And consider, like, you know, in the last year, he's been into three separate shooting. Most recently, the, the video shoot where him, Kanye, and Nikki was actually recording some shit. Yeah. You know, the room that Nikki was supposed to be in was what got shot up. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. He's playing. It's in just hot not water. a good look for him. No, it isn't. It's not a good look for him. And on top of that, it, it's the fact that he's supposed to be in a position with his probation where, yeah, you have this career going for you. You have things that are positive going for you. Right. Keep on that path. But the fact that the reason he got his fame is the trolling and the bullshit that he's incorporated in his life he's become so entrenched in making sure that maintains to keep his fame growing that he doesn't realize that where he is in his fame he doesn't need that anymore but you see the thing is i mean this ties in a lot with what we always talk about mental health it ties in with energy you know the projection of energy what you put out is what you get and i mean like you have countless amount of people uh, both rappers, other celebrities who I've gone on record, you know, by speaking to giving them advice, be like, yo, you know, chill out, you know, like it's not necessary what you're doing. It's, it's too much. And then, you know, you have a guy like him who's going to tell somebody, come test my gangster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, some derogatory terms he used that I'm not going to repeat, but like, you know, I still what, think to suck my dicks. Yeah, I think that's excessive. Like, <laughs> really, like <laughs> it's one of those things where I feel like you you is like it almost comes to a point where it looks like he's looking for this. Yeah, but look, like before the mics got hot, we were talking about the whole Takashi situation, and one thing that I was saying as far as like for my life and the way I grew up and the way I see things. I'm not in the gangster lifestyle. I'm not a fucking gangster whatsoever. But growing up, like I grew up in Little Burgundy, I had OGs. I had people that were like the adults, the the guardians in a sense who not necessarily were family, but people who knew my family, knew me since I was a baby, knew me growing up. So because of that, they were always in my life. I always respected them for being in my life and the simple fact that they always looked at me as somebody that no matter what I was doing, they would make sure I was safe. Right, they kept you in check. Yeah, and on top of that, they would make sure that if I was doing fuck shit, that either they would talk to me directly and let me know, yo, don't fucking do that shit, or they would contact my family members and let them know what I was doing so that they could talk to me. And, I mean, we've heard these conversations be had too Takashi, whether it was Joe Budden doing it, Charlemagne doing it, we had Fat Joe who had 
his Andrew. interview talking about it. Andrew, like, there's so many people who have had conversations with him publicly. Exactly, and I can publicly. guarantee there's people. Where I mean, we've he heard it even in the the Breakfast Club. Uh, he did make reference to XX Tentacion. Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Uh, speaking to him and tell him like, "Yo, you know, like, watch how you move. Like, yeah. be careful. Do this." But but it's it's understanding that like there's there's people that were there and like I'm saying like in, in my situation more personally where I knew there were people who if I did something that they knew would bring heat to me or the people around me they would tell me straight up yo don't fucking do that shit you gotta be careful what you're doing be careful about the people that you surround yourself with etc because it'll if it doesn't fall back on you it'll fall back around the people that you keep and because of that i grew up with the sense of understanding that the actions i commit aren't just the actions of myself, but they're the actions of the people that are affiliated or a reflection of myself. Not only that, you, you, whatever is going on in your community at that time too, like, yeah, you know, you're liable to pay for it. Exactly. So even though you're an innocent bystander, they can't get to who they're going to get to. They're going to cut to you. Exactly. Period. And so. like, I, I look at someone like Takashi who it's clear that he didn't have those OGs. Right. He didn't have those people that could be like, yo, the shit that you're doing, yeah, right now you're getting that little fame, you're bubbling, and and people are paying attention to you because of it, but if you keep going down this path, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. He didn't have people. He didn't have the OGs I, to I, do that for I, him. I mean, I don't know who he had and who he didn't, but like what we were discussing previously, I do agree with what was said. Like, I feel like he looked at every gangster rapper there was, and then try to mimic or yeah. embody, you know, certain qualities. But unfortunately, that they have. he he was mimicking the negative shit. Right, exactly. Which is the worst thing to do. Right. You know. And you know what I mean. He's all like, it's it's one thing we could we we could we could say it's negative, but for some of these guys, this is real life. Yeah. So, it, you know, when you don't live somebody's real life, put it on a show, it's. Well, you don't and, really and know it's how clear to do though. It's clear that this wasn't the lifestyle he was like. No, you're not a you're not a fucking gangster, because you know, like we talk about the shit that happened with Drake and Pusha, right? You know, and and we'll reference shit that happened between like State Prop and the Locks and right. D Block, right? Regardless of the shit they went through, there were rules. Right. There, there's street code that you got to follow, right? And if you're not following the basic street code, it's clearly because you didn't have people who taught you that shit. Right. They didn't teach you the ways you can move in the streets. You could do, like, you can show that there's conflict and be against the people that are considered your enemies, but do it in a way where you're not being a blatant disrespecter of the codes and the way people move to the point where they're going to look at you as now you're a liability. Right. And because of that, like what we've seen with everything Takashi's done, whether he's done it against people in New York, where he's done it against people in LA, Houston, Chicago. Houston, exactly. You know, like if you're going to be a repeat public offender in breaking the rules and, and, and going above and beyond to be this disrespectful troll, right. just to get the likes and the retweets and the, right. and the reposts. It comes to a point where I was talking to one of my boys where I told him straight up, it's like, yeah, right now nobody's touching him. Right now he's able to do what he wants to do, but 
It's not when all the lights are on you that they're going to do something. It's when you start simmering down a bit and you get to a point where things are have plateaued in a sense where now people are going to be like, all right, people aren't looking at him as much. This is the time to do it. Well, I mean, they say your reputation perceives you, right? Exactly. And I feel like even like some of the things that he he goes on about, he's not even cautious of them because watching the Breakfast Club interview and Charlemagne told him like, yo, what you said to Ebro, who is, uh, you know, he does the Hot 97 morning show. And just to backdrop on it, he said something about Takashi. Takashi didn't like it. Ebro uh, mother passed away from cancer maybe about a year and a half ago. And he told Ebro to suck his dick with his mother's lip. And I guess he didn't know at the time. But I think Ebro sent out a snap or Instagram story about like, you know, my mom's dead. And then he reiterated it and said, I don't give a fuck if she's dead. Use her lip and suck my dick. Like. Shit like that is fucked up, man. Like those type of shit you say, you're looking for smoke. Yeah. And the thing about it, like, these are older men who potentially could guide you through what you're going through. And and on top of that, dude, the generation that we grew up in and even the generation before us, suck my dick isn't one of those things you can just That's one of them serious things, bro. Suck my dick means you're ready to die for this shit right now. We're going to throw hands. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. At the very least, we're throwing hands. Like... I think when you talk about somebody's mother, we're throwing hands, and then you tell me to suck your dick, we're throwing hands. Yeah. So to sit, put both of them, especially the fact that, you know, it's I think it's public knowledge that Ebra mother passed away because I, I remember vividly, you know, him do it was he got the news in the morning he did he went while he was doing the show and, you know, he spoke about it <laughs> briefly, so for him to say that. Like these people are not going to advocate for you now. Oh, of course they're not, not going to say, "Oh, you know what? They're you know this shouldn't hit them with a Rico case." Now everybody's like, "Well, bro, whatever comes you, to you comes you, to you." Yeah, and you and, deal with it. And going back to like the Rico case, it's understanding that the case was being made prior to, or at least the understanding is it was prior to Takashi even getting in connection with these guys because right. those guys were gang members in Previously. the in their own sense. And everything that they were doing, the feds were already on them. On them, yeah. Then Takashi gets with these guys, and he's bigging up Trey Way. He's calling them this gang. He pretty much gave them a life. Gave, yeah, he gave them life. And a name and an identity. He gave them life and identity, an identity that they already had because yeah. the feds were already on them. Right. Because if I'm not mistaken, they were saying that they were looking for... They were already looking at those dudes right. for like a good three to four years. Right. And we know Takashi got with them at the very least a, a year, year and ago. A year and a half ago, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're in connection with people that are already doing cr- criminal activity. Then you're already on probation. And the shit that you're doing is bringing negative light to yourself. At a certain point, dude, like so many people talk about the OGs. But it's, it's that understanding that there are people that have seen it happen, who understand why it happens, and will guide you out of making it happen to yourself. But the thing is, we could we could sit here all day and talk about OGs. I think at some point, <laughs> as a young man, a young adult, you especially when you're dealing with, you know, fame, celebrity. I mean, we see what happened to, you know, X. We see what happened to other young rappers, and then we also see what happened to Bobby Shmurda. 
I think at some point, knowing what you're doing is important. Yeah, you got to yeah. pay attention. Well, I don't, I don't want to excuse his behavior as a lack of having the elder guidance. Like, right. I, if that's how it sounded, I apologize. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, yes, he does have to have accountability for his own actions. You have to have personal accountability for everything you do. But when you're in that gang life, there's people that get taught it right. compared to people who just decide embrace to jump it. in yeah. it. Yeah, you just jump in and embrace and something. It's clear Takashi was a guy who decided to jump in it and didn't have people who could teach him it. I don't think the people around him even care for his well-being. I mean, I they, don't think so. No, because they're apparently with the wiretaps, they were saying that they wanted to get him, like they wanted to kill him. And if that's the case, that lets me know two things. One, he wasn't responsible or didn't have somebody who was credible over his money. So there's a good chance that the people in that gang, they knew taking them out, they would have got the money that he had. Not only that, I feel that is one one aspect of it too, but. I feel like when you ha- you're hanging around a group of people that don't have your best interests at heart, they'll let you roam. They'll let you put the noose around your neck. Yeah. And they will be willing to kick they'll the wait chair for away. It. They'll wait for it. Right. I think it's opportunist. I mean, this guy's a young kid. Well, let's face it. You know, he's a 20, 22, 21 at this 22, point? 22, I believe. Come on. You know what I mean? Clearly, anybody with... It has common sense would be like, yo... You're moving a bit reckless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't go to Chicago and taunt people. Don't go to, uh, you know, Houston. And then don't get on the radio and talk about it. Exactly. I think one of the biggest thing was that I find a bit weird was, you know, he spoke explicitly about his kidnapping and that, you know, he told the feds he wasn't going to say nothing. And, they don't, he, you know, he wasn't going to really, you know, work with them. But then you're going to get on a radio station and then you're going to sort of like say certain things to incite another, you know what I mean? Yeah. Considering also they had just caught the guy or at least one of the guys responsible in the kidnapping. I think Takashi knew this was coming because it's ironic, you know, you fire them like days before. Yeah, you fire them and denounce them during that interview and say that it happened a couple of days ago. And then... Was it the very next day or the same day you get like, picked uh, up? Within 48 hours, 47, 40, like, 48 to 72 hours. Come on, man. I mean, I think it's sad. I mean, he's a young guy. We all make mistakes. Um, I mean, he didn't kill anybody, or at least that we know of thus that far, because we, we don't know what they're going to bring forth. I think at this point, what they should, you know, what they did is what they should have done is take him off the streets, protect not just him, but anybody that could be affiliated and around him. I think at this point in time, however, it's important for people to know, like, just be yourself. Yeah. Like, if someone don't like you for who you are, it's fine. I'd rather someone hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. Yeah. And, you know, put it on a front. You know, like, like, he's an artist. Like, let your art speak. You don't have to go out and do all sorts of crazy shit, different antics. For what? The problem is he, he, because his stardom and his fame came because of the antics, I felt like he just couldn't break out of it, which is unfortunate. And as a result, 
we are where we are today. I mean, I think he could. He he could. He could. I think what he's going through is a choice. I know that it's some people are going to tell me, no, it's not a choice. And, you know, you can't just easily walk away from a situation like that. Let's be honest. Takashi didn't get jumped into any gang. And I just feel like the gang associated themselves with him as a source of revenue, a source of income, a source of whatever. You know what I mean? Accessibility. Like, it was an opportunity that anybody with common sense would have, may not have passed up on. Yeah. And, you know, him... Maybe, like, he did speak briefly about losing his dad at a young age, and, you know, the, his dad was a superhero, and to watch his, someone take his dad's life bothered him for X amount of time. And I get all that. What I'm, what I'm saying is, at this point in time, it's not that I, I'm asking for leniency, but I think this is something that needs to be dealt with fairly. I think sending him to jail for life is ridiculous. Well, look, we still have a lot that hasn't been told to us as far as what they have on them. So right. everything has to be, for lack of a better word, judged as it comes forward at that Most point. Definitely. So for me, it's I look at it as I don't expect him to walk away from this scot-free just for the simple fact that he was on probation and a lot of the things that were lined up against them. I hope for the best for him, because I mean, at the end of the day, like you don't want to see people get fucked. No, by no means. Over like shit that, th- especially when it's things that was beyond their control because it's people they're connected to. Right. But even with that, it's, but it's also something like, at the same time, I feel like with Takashi is that you can't even argue his innocence because he. I can't. He no, takes I definitely every can. moment. No, I'm not saying you. I'm just speaking in yeah. general. I think he takes every moment possible to propagate, you know, his ignorance. Yeah. And I think at this point, you know, the, his ignorance caught up to him. And as my mother would always say, if you buy a shoe and you can't fit, you either cut out the back of it or the front of it and you deal with it. I think that's something he's going to have to deal <laughs> with at this point, which is the reality. Like, if he gets off, when I say gets off, he doesn't get life. He does whether... Well, I think most likely the violation of probation, the gun charge is going to run concurrent. So let's say five years at most. He'll be 27. Come out with a level head. I mean, he has a child to live for. Like, I think at this point, like, it's ironic because the last set of warnings he got was literally hours. And even at that, he was dismissive of them. Yeah, unfortunately, man. All right, let's close it up, man. Oh, most deaf. Because right, your eyes are closing right now. Oh, no, it's my contacts. <laughs> I'm like, yo, are you sleepy over there? <laughs> You're crazy. We had a couple other stories, but we're going to save them for next week. They can hold off. But, uh, yeah, feels good to be back. I will say that much. Oh, so, yeah. When you don't, do a, you don't do an episode, it's like, oh. I'm sorry that we didn't have one last week. I had a few people ask about it, and you know what? Honest to God, yeah, just literally go on a JJMBA, just send him DMs, send him comments on his posts, and just be like, why didn't we get an episode last week? It's all his fault. You can tell him that we said that because it's the truth. Tell him Matthew said it. Tell him Matthew and Jamali said it. Matthew said it. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Came back better than ever. Most stuff. Maybe shittier. Who knows? 
Whatever you guys decide, I trust your opinion. Not really. <laughs> hey, your opinion doesn't matter to me. So it's fine. Got anything to announce before we get out of here? Not really, man. Just stay positive. Watch what you put out there. And like I always say, man, love is love. Only thing I got to shout out is my aunt who came through this last weekend, man. She came up and gave us that, like, New York loving, man. Like, she was the best. Honestly, like. Anyone else? My aunt? That's I mean, it. Your aunt, my aunt. I'm, I'm shouting out my aunt who came up last week. Okay. Just and like, you. just reminded me of how badly I need to go back to New York because I miss the hell out of those people, my cousins down there. Who are you going to go back there with? My family, of course. Okay. Relax. Just checking. Who are you asking questions for? I mean, I just thought you were probably see your family member. Jamali, mind your business and drink water. That's all I need to do, okay? Hey, man. So shout out to her. Thank you so much for coming up. You you did our family a, a great service of just showing your presence and being oh, the beautiful woman that you are. Of course it's cute, man. It she's it's she's so awesome. I was actually supposed to be in New York this weekend, by the way. Yeah, but here you are. I have an exam to write tomorrow. Look at that. I have an exam to write tomorrow. Yeah, okay. So Whatever. I have no Say what you want to say. <laughs> to everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. As per usual, you can find us on instagram and twitter at don't be mad pod you can find us on facebook don't be mad podcast we are on everything from google play spotify itunes the whole nine the most important ones tell your friends tell your family and tell your pets to tune in share and listen to the don't be mad podcast take care guys have a great week we'll see you on the next one